Oh my god, are you talking about the new podcast? It's called Gray's World. Okay, hello, welcome back. Um, obviously, this is a part two of the Scream franchise movies. We're talking three and four today. And my boo, Josh, is back. Hello. Because we got to discuss. Screaming. We, sc- we be screaming, we be screaming. okay? <laughs> we still be screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, as you know, let's catch up. What have we been doing? We actually had a date night this week. It was beautiful. It the was weather so good. all week was perfect, and we, we worked our way all the way up to Churchill on foot. Yes, which we found out that, well, we already knew this, but everyone thinks we're crazy when we walk to Churchill, which is so funny. Because it doesn't seem that bad at all. Like, I've never not. thought, like, Oh, this is this is so extreme of us. I think the only, if but only ever, is like if it's in the sun and there's no yeah. shade. But like in distance wise, it's like really not that far. It's really not, and it's hilly. But we we take the best routes. We we know what we're doing, and we take little breaks and we yeah. pop in and out and of places. Yeah, what Rosie O'Donnelly's <laughs> again? We're promoting. <laughs> we went back start... to Rosie O'Donnelly's, which is what we're calling it now. Yeah. Rosie O'Connell's. So. Um, and we were joking, like, on our way there. We were like, oh, my God, they're going to, like, we're regulars now, even though it's our second time walking in there. And I shit you not, they literally were like, did you guys come here last week? Oh, my God, your hair well, looks so good. We came running outside. She wasn't even the server from last week. She was, like, watching us from inside when That's she barked. That's the thing. She was like, did I you guys know. come here last week? And we look at her like, I've never seen you before, yeah. but we were here. Very nice girl. Very nice. Yeah. It was just hilarious that we're already regulars, even though we've been there twice. I feel like we're angling for some sponsorship here for you. Like, <laughs> the dive or at bar. least free drinks. Yeah, just right. Just, about just free happy yeah. hour. I, I would yeah. accept anything. Yeah. Um, but then we kept walking, of course, and we decided to stop by eight and a half because we saw this can in the window this can drink and it it looked like old school italian kind of like i will post a picture of it on the pod but on the instagram but it's it was like a really simple design that just like caught our eye and it was called like a a hard italian soda so basically a alcoholic sampel yeah where they missed the boat to actually make alcoholic sampels which would is what we make all the time anyway i know I actually can't, uh, I can't believe, believe that, that they, they haven't come out with that. any, they haven't even come out with like, they came out with like the, you know, the, the what or not the white call the LaCroix like version of it, but right. no alcohol no, at all. No alcohol, same Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but, but this was called, I wrote it down. It was called Bravazzi, which we joked that sounded like Eli Roth and Inglorious Bastards <laughs> pretending to be Italian pretending. or, or Brad Pitt either. Yeah. Uh, Bravazzi. Yeah. Um, and we got the grapefruit flavor, and oh, guys, it was like two dollars. By the way, it was like yeah, it was like two fifty yeah. for a can. If you go anywhere and order a white claw, they're was, charging you like seven dollars yeah. for a single white claw. It was only a little <laughs> less strong. Yeah, I like think it was like four and a half percent, um, and it was really good. I thought it was like not too sweet, um, but still was a little sweet because it is a soda. Yeah, but quite tasty. Refreshing quite yeah. tasty and then we summoned our friend kirby on the street i say her name one block later she pulls up behind us in a car and is like what are y'all doing and i'm like what catching up in the middle of the street yeah so that, i felt like a little bit of a witch then um i Classic summoned her churchill meeting <laughs> i know how can you go to churchill and not run into like six people you know yeah. we can't so that worked um but that was very fun to see her it was wonderful um, to see kirby she's she's who helped me get my chain game 
Yes. For all of you who keep up on the Instagram and see all the chains at the pool that Josh is wearing. Actually, pool or in life, you're always wearing the chains. Take them out on the town. Kirby has Kirby has brought those into Josh's life, and I think he's actually gunning for some other jewelry now. About some some build up to some new jewelry. So there will be a reveal. There will be, and Kirby will will help. Oh, let's say there will be a fall Josh jewelry post. Oh, just stay tuned. Um, but then we finally made it to Grisette, which was kind of like our first stop we were trying to go to. Could not have been better, honestly. We hadn't been there in so long. I mean, we used to go there, um, not kidding, every single week, pre-COVID. Yeah, I think we've been <laughs> twice in a week before. We abs- I think we went back, back to, to back, back days, Friday, possibly? Saturday or something. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, we well, were at Grisette every day. used to be the only day. thing that was open during the middle of the day where you could get a cocktail mm-hmm. at Churchill. Mm-hmm. There's one or two more now. It's it's a it's, it's a struggle. It's, it's a gradually struggle. getting better to get a daytime cocktail. No beer. We're not. We don't want beer. We don't want beer. We, we want a cocktail. So that's and why I was excited about the can uh, eight and a half too. That's also that was that was better than getting a beer anywhere. So yeah, for sure. that was good. But yeah, Grisette was amazing. We went, we went, we went four meats. They give us a fifth. Yeah, food. we ordered. We okay, went all meat. Here we go. We were, doing... we were gonna get pizza, and we weren't even gonna eat at Grisette. We literally weren't. How stupid! Why did we think we could even yeah. do that? And we were like, "Well, we're here. We're getting a drink, so we may as well snack on some meat because we're gonna get some pizza bones after this, which is oh, cheese, cheese bread, and bread." <laughs> and we were gonna do vegetarian. Mu- yeah, we were gonna do mushroom and onions. So. so we were like, "We can, we can get." Well, actually, we'll Josh, it was three meats and one whipped truffle honey lard well, yeah the fat of an animal yes yeah, was, guys go nice. to grisette i don't yeah. even know like I, now we need to go and it's get the cheese good. plate because if you're lucky some of that the, what he gave us he had just oh, made yeah. was the was a chicken mortadella, mortadella that, that he that made was, in-house yeah. and he sliced it so perfectly yeah texture he said flavor. there was bacon in there yeah. and i can't remember what else but oh my god i want a whole sandwich of it i want to i want a pops deli it sandwich was... of the chicken mortadella yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. well because we were also smearing foie gras on the chicken mortadella oh my god the, the foie gras at grisette what we had ordered were perfect for one another you can I make know. so many different little sandwiches well and that's but also after that we walk to pizza bones even though we were like well we're kind of full so i guess full. we'll get this pizza for later which actually kind of worked out because we were at grisette pretty early yeah. um and honestly it was our first time at pizza bones it's so cute out there they have little picnic tables where you can sit and wait for your order and eat your order um i mean it's classic yeah and the weather's getting good enough to where that's going to be really comfortable yes soon. So that's Ooh, great. Like and a little like fall outside she, pizza she situation. A, yeah. She made a lot of headway with the space though. Oh yeah, no, it looked look great. great. You can't go in yet, which I get because I just don't think she's like done renovating it. But they're yeah. gonna have coffee and pastries eventually, which I'm super excited about. Absolutely. Um, I've been eating her pastries when we go to Recluse all the time. Yeah. And they're great. Well, and I just in my mind, I I wanna forever negroni on tap oh that, that was, was a good like that was a good idea i feel like that's a great thing and then teach her about negroni iced teas and Ooh. then it's just like i mean we need to beautiful I, okay here's the thing <laughs> i want to tell people about negroni iced teas yeah but people always steal our cocktail ideas. I'm yeah. not kidding. Like, I, I'm not trying to be annoying. I'm, people steal our ideas all I'm the time. Exactly <laughs> sure how to, well, yeah, we'll start drinking something. And within the six months, sometime a full year later, 
Just it'll, it's, it'll be a fad. It'll be like yeah. everyone's got a version. Of I'm like, we already did that, bitch. Yeah, we already played that one out. But Negroni iced tea at a pizza place, just like, ah, oh, that's so classic. It's, just daytime Negroni is a Negroni a day, iced tea. Yeah, yeah, because you're, you know, can't. Which, speaking of Negronis, we can talk about the special Negroni we made real quick. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was on top of the list. Yeah. So done. I follow this guy on Instagram, or no, on TikTok. He's my TikTok cocktail guy. I'm pretty sure it's the Thirsty Whale. Um, if I'm wrong, I'll edit that, but I'm pretty sure that's what his uh, name is. And he's on Instagram, too. But he he's a bartender, like a home bartender, I guess, because of COVID. Like, he's, not, he's at his house. And... He, he came up with this recipe called the Tiki Negroni number two. And right away I sent it to Josh because I'll send Josh certain TikToks. He's not on TikTok. And it was basically a rum Negroni with, it was basically a white Negroni in a way, um, but it yeah. was his play on a Negroni, but it was white rum. So we used plantation three star. And then I infused Sue's with, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's a bitter. It's like, I put it more in a bitter category. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess that is the it's, Campari of, it's, yeah, it's, of this drink. It yes, is the bitter. But is. what I can't describe it. I, I always say it, it tastes like a grape ring pop, and then people get really mad when yeah. they taste it and they're like, no, it doesn't. But I'm like, yes, it does. It's uh um, <laughs> I feel like it's exactly what it I cannot looks describe like to it. Me, it's honestly. neon piss yellow. Yeah. And it's so <laughs> So, like, if you think that it's related to Campari, it looks like it's going to taste. Like, I feel like it... It's a ketchup and mustard and right, It's exactly, bright yellow yeah, as yeah, Campari the, is bright red. Yeah, yeah. But it's a bitter. Yes, it's it, a more it's of a, a bitter. bitter. And a bitter. he infuses it. He infused it with pineapple. Yes. And I was already on board. I was like, yes. And he has these little bottles that he, like, unscrews the bottom and he like can, which is such a genius idea, by the way, of like so not having to, to shove things in the top of a bottle. You can just yep. unscrew the bottom. Um, and then we, inf he also infused, he used white vermouth, like Bianco vermouth or vermouth Bianco. I can't remember, but I only yeah. had, I had a dry, I mean, it's still a white, but it was dry. Right. It was, he was referring to it as like a white, white. sweet. Yeah. It vermouth. was a little sweet. It wasn't as it dry. Wasn't, yeah. It so was I mean, sweet instead of like the usual brown sweet. Vermouth. So, I mean, we didn't have that exact thing, but we had an unopened bottle of vermouth and I was like, I'm not going to not use this. And I like that vermouth a lot. So, um, so I infused that with strawberry puree and I did that for like a day of each of those. And then I strained them and then that's it because it's a three part drink. So it could not be easier. And then on top fresh nutmeg. It was really good. It was great. Very I really liked it. Light, good, good um, tail, tail of summer. Yes. Heading into. Uh, it is a good like end of summer drink for yeah. sure. Yeah. There's a few flavors that we've been working with for most of summer. Um, yeah. We love fruity and, stuff too. So. Yeah. But, and then some of those flavors honestly are kind of moving towards fall so it's kind of mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. it's kind of a blend of everything we got we're, we're excited Loved about it. fall coming and it also had oh i'm we're very excited about to fall. Kiss summer goodbye <laughs> but i also like yeah. that when you like it had a different flavor from when you first sipped it to when you like at the end of it like it was a very oh. rotating profile of flavors in absolutely. the tiki negroni absolutely and don't be shy with that nutmeg oh i was going extra yeah. i think i was going extra yeah the second uh, yeah we did another round Ooh. and it's super heavy and it was delicious so good yeah smells so good tastes so good really sets the, all of those flavors off ties them together it's it was great. 
I definitely would drink that. I again. trust that guy. I would drink anything yes, he talks I, about. Anything I send just, to you, we're just on the same page as this guy. Yeah. Drinks wise. And he's very non um pretentious in any way. Yeah, he's yeah. So, the opposite of that. Yeah, he's, he's just like, do goof, this, it's good. Yeah, he's like goofy. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um what's the painter guy? What's what's I feel like he is painter? that Bob guy. Ross? Yeah, he's like the Bob <laughs> Ross of cocktails. Oh my god. He's just really excited. He's joyous. To, yeah. He wants to teach you, but like not an aggressive yes. way. It's just because yes. he's excited about this thing and he doesn't want you to think it's like unattainable mm -hmm. at home mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to go pay 15 or 20 dollars to have someone do it for you yes if, which... if you hold a smart small bar you can create a lot of things at home and so yeah and he we're... definitely does a good job of getting that across yeah because so... all of his videos seem like i'm like i can do that yeah I know. I <laughs> and like we it. did i like it yeah we didn't even have to go buy anything we i had, know we had those no things. we literally had everything and i think all, that's why all i was like we have was to do the it. infusions yeah yeah which was only a day of each. So it was like nothing. Not hard at all. Paid off big time. It was good. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. You know where we also need? We also need to talk about where else we went. Guys, we like this was our busiest week <laughs> that we've had in probably like the whole 2021. I'm not kidding. Like, I feel like we've been on the go. It was exhausting. Um, it was an exhausting weekend, to Holiday say the least. Weekend, long weekend. I, felt, felt like a very Like, long shit. Weekend. Like, today, we're, like, having a recovery day. Yeah. Um, but on on Saturday, so the day after our date night. Right. We, we that. Yeah. that was a Friday. Uh, the pop around Churchill was Friday. And then on Saturday, we met up with our friends and we, for the, another first time, we're going to so many things for the first time. Um, we went to the Lily Pad Cafe, right? The cafe, I think it's called. I don't or know. Or just Lily Pad? Sure. I, I just call it the Lily, Lily Pad. Lily But it's, it's like that. Have y'all been? It's like, you have to drive. You have to fucking drive. It's, like it's, yeah. it's out there. What, wait, where is it considered? I don't even know. I, <laughs> like, where is it? I couldn't even tell you. Between, it's like, in Verina? It's like heading towards Verina. Yeah. But it is super fun and cute because it's like right on the water, like on a dock. It's like right by a marina. <laughs> like yeah, it, it is the marina. It's basically. it's so it's like the perfect little like you feel like you're not in Richmond at all, especially because yeah. you've driven. So it is kind of an escape, which is really nice. Like it was cute. Um, definitely popping, definitely popping. Like pop. people fucking like it. And there was a band, there's, there's band on there's Saturdays. There's no one group of people that like it either. It's, it's an eclectic a hard mix, mix of everybody and everybody's just having a good time. Which was good. It was great. The weather was again, perfect for us. It wasn't too hot. So we weren't dying outside. Yeah. If it had it's, been hotter, it would have been a little and the sun harder. was going down by the time we got there. So it was, it was perfect timing. And yeah, there was a band. They have like fun drinks. Um, like I had a guava daiquiri that was really good. Um, I think like my mom got like a frozen. She said they were really strong with frozen margarita. Frozen were really strong, um, yeah. We went with my pregnant friend and she was getting stuff that tasted really good. And it was just like <laughs> fun, like non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah. So they do stuff for like anybody. It's not just like just alcohol or not alcohol. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Lots of fried seafood. Yeah, fried calamari, fried yeah. chicken, pizzas, um, yeah, burgers. burgers. Very classic. Like, it's not like it, they're also not trying to be like fancy. It's very like it yeah. is what it it's is. It's kind of beachy vibe. Yeah, beachy. I think that's why it's fun because you're like, oh, I'm in Richmond, but I can go somewhere. It feels like I'm kind of at the beach. Yeah, it for feels like second. you're on vacation. Yeah. Definitely fun. It's a vacation Just spot, but make not a sure... terrible one. No, no. Not like a trap. <laughs> not, like not like a vacation trap spot, but just, you know. 
It's good. It's yeah. good. We had a pretty good time. Just make sure that you have your rides like you either have a DD or yeah. you have your rides like that's, scheduled because it's out there. That, yeah, that's going to be a $20 ride. Well, for also, sure. you'll have and to wait an hour to get no, picked up yeah, if you want to just yeah. get picked up. So yeah. just plan ahead. Plan Absolutely. ahead. Also, oh, I heard that they do karaoke, and I'm heavily interested in that. Putting that out there. Yeah, we shall return. <laughs> we'll get back out there somehow. Um, also, wait, food and drink. We have a couple more food and drink things we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, your pies. Oh, yeah. I mean, always for pool parties. <laughs> so, yeah, fresh pie, pie crust. Because the next day after Lily Pad, we had a pool party the next day at our pool. Yeah, because it's Labor Day. Summer's, it was the last party. Summer's done for most people. We don't have to stop going to the pool, but they we, throw, we throw the party. Um, but Josh always, it's kind of like a potluck style. Like they provide like burgers and Lee's fried chicken and hot dogs every time. But then it's kind of like you bring desserts and sides. And so one time Josh brought a pie and ever since then he is forced, he, they forced him to bring a pie. And if he doesn't, everyone is mad. Yeah. Like, it's like the week leading in everyone's making oh, sure the pie is coming. Hold on. And can we, can we reveal what we found out this year is that the people who own proper pie go to our pool and they yeah. do not bring or make pies for the party. Josh does. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? So strange. I literally was like, wait, they go here. Why it's, are they not? Why are they not being forced to bring pies? And that's fine. I don't know. I'm okay with it. I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, like, it's, it's it's you are the chosen strange. pie maker, even though there's a pie shop owner, and nobody's even hassling them about it or making a joke about that. I don't understand. None. I got no idea. But Josh makes the class. Tell him what the classic one the for the classic pies. pool pie is a pecan coconut date pie. Mm. Mm. It is yeah. so good. Little cinnamon, little nutmeg. Yeah, spiced. Little, it's like a spice. A little cayenne oh. pepper. Uh, oh. Lots of salt. People are obsessed with it. I literally watched Gibbs. This is the man at our pool. He took a bite, and then he literally was like, <laughs> making noises that were very sexual. Yeah. I'm sorry. But well, it was I mean, like, Gibbs, Gibbs he was makes like, <laughs> And I was like, damn, people love this fucking pie. He's a wild Cajun sounding man anyway. It but affected when him. When he gets very excited. That yeah, pie affected him. I knew something went right. So. <laughs> yeah. In a good way. Yeah. So, the yeah, that was good. The, the pies turned out pretty nice. So I was... I was happy. Well, especially because this this party was pretty sparse compared to la like other parties. I think just end of summer, people are doing their own thing. Yeah. And so not a lot of dessert options, I would say. So I'm glad you brought two. Yeah. You brought two pies. I did. I brought you some. Uh, I stole rainbow cookies on my uh, uh, So, uh, yeah. So you got a pile of rainbow cookies. I brought, oh, I brought home. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is such a good. Okay. I figured I was owed something well, hold on. for my hard work. I'm so glad you did that because... I don't really have any sweets in my house, but yeah. you had bought a chocolate bar. I've been eating that chocolate bar and that I feel so bad because but it's so good. I like that brand. It was, I've never had that it brand. Like, it was like, and it's so it's called Tony's Chocoloni. It's more substantial than I feel like the other ones are that are that expensive. You know, I feel like there's twice as much of that as there are. Those it, little I ones. even Googled it after because I was, so I ate, I like, felt guilty yeah, like because I was going to try to buy, I was going to try to buy, well, chocolate like that is that much. Yeah, so I was no, going to no. try to buy you a replacement one, even though I, I didn't eat all of it, but I just felt bad because it was so good. He got this Tony's Chocolonies bar that was like caramel sea salt and it's like crunchy. So it's like toffee. 
Oh my God, it is so good. But then I told Monta, she went to the store and I was like, hey, I sent her a picture. I was like, get this if you're at the store because I just want to replace this. They couldn't find it and they tried, Josh, I mean, Seth and Monta couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. So they got me like this other brand that they felt was comparable, which is so weird because it's going to be for you. And they got, they didn't even know. It was like a stevia sweetened, like no oh, sugar added, salted nice. caramel so chocolate bar. Yeah. So I was like, actually this works. I'm sorry. That's not the same brand. So I tried. Okay. But okay. it was the only, so I'm glad you brought me some rainbow cookies. Well, I never even had the other one either. So <laughs> I was just, I gambled, you can still I gambled try it. on it. Yeah, I gambled <laughs> on it anyway. I'm glad it that is, it was good. It's very now good. Now we know. And like no, I said, I'm going to try other flavors. Like, I'm okay I'm paying a little extra money for really good. And it was so chunky. It's yeah, so chunky. It's saying. not like, thin. It's thick. It's, so it's thick. And, uh, and okay, the last thing I'll say about that bar is that when you open it up, it's not like, it's not, you think that this would make me mad. It's not even squares at all or rectangles. Oh, yeah, it's it's like, like random. Open. And then in the middle is a circle with yeah. their brand. It's like just random shapes. And it's yeah. actually quite nice. Okay. Okay. So I guess well, that's, that's I'm, part of I'm food glad. and drink too. That's also yeah. part of food and drink. Oh my God. We haven't even talked about like movies or anything. We need to talk about Val right now. Oh, we need to yeah. talk about Val right now. Okay. We watched Val. I don't know if you guys will know what that is. Do you want to tell them what this was? Well, it's just Val Kilmer and filmed his whole life. Yes. Val Kilmer's had a camera since he was not even oh, a teen, I don't think. For, no, childhood. Oh, yeah, hold was, on. Some background. I want to say that for any listeners of the pod that listen to the Kid 90 episode with Emma, this is very similar. It's footage. He has footage from his entire life, even from his childhood up until like today. So it's basically, it's a documentary that was made by and executive produced by and written by cinematography, cinematography by, by Val, Val Kilmer. Yeah. And it's called Val and it is about his life. Yeah. And guys, you don't know anything about Val Kilmer. Okay. And you need to watch this documentary. It's on prime. It's on Amazon prime. Oh my God. Very moving. So great. And his son narrates it and he has, he sounds like a younger Val. So that was that was comforting because the way Val sounds now is a bummer. But hopefully he's so for people that don't know, Val Kilmer had throat cancer in yeah. 2018. Yeah. And even though I knew that, I guess I just didn't keep up with like and I haven't seen any interviews or anything. He has to talk with the like the voice, like the throat, like I don't know what it's called. I wish I knew it was called. He has to like push in on his throat to be able to talk. Like he has no voice. Yeah. Which is so sad because he's an actor and like I think that there's a misconception about like who Val Kilmer is and like what his personality is like based off of the characters that he plays. And you are wrong. Yeah. Oh my God. He's so into acting. It is all yeah. he has ever Wildly wanted to do. Passionate and professional. So professional yeah. and hardcore about his like desire to be an actor. He was the the youngest person ever admitted to Juilliard. Yeah. There you go. For acting. For what? Yeah. Wow. So growing up, he would like, he would, it's, it was his three brothers, like Tim and his two brothers. And they, they would make these movies and like film home videos and come up with screenplays and everything. And his youngest brother, when he was 15, so his youngest brother was 15 and Val was 17 because it was right before he went off to Juilliard. His youngest brother died of an epileptic, epileptic seizure in a hot tub in their house. And it was, oh my God, it was like devastating to Val. Like it changed his whole life. Like he's never been the same. The whole um, family, really. The whole yeah. family, oh, the whole family's dynamic changed. And so like having that happen to him at 17, like 
Oh my God. And he also like rejects the idea of death, which we didn't really talk about, but that's kind of interesting. And I think it's because of that in a way, like he cannot accept that his brother died when he was 15. Like he cannot. So he basically like just went full fledged into acting and like took it so seriously and like did stage work. He even got like the lead in a play, but then he was replaced because Sean Penn and, and Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon came along show. and they were like, well, we can be the place. So he like, yeah. he kept like getting bumped down and oh my God, can we talk about Batman? How devastating it was for him. Uh, he did not have a good time making Batman. He which was, is so upsetting. You can't say no to Batman. You can't. You can say no to Batman's sequel, which he did. But also how <laughs> he had, since he had footage yeah. of his whole life, he had footage of him as a child going, I want to be Batman yeah. since he was a child. Yeah. But then when he got this role, the suit that they put him in was so constricting that he couldn't move his body. He couldn't hear he couldn't anything. Act. He couldn't, he couldn't he act. Essentially he couldn't do what he wanted to do. And all, <laughs> all Val Kilmer wants to do is like study a character and become the character and just live in it. And it basically caused his divorce was his obsession with acting. I feel like, like, yeah. By the he, time the doors came around. Cause he played Jim Morrison in the doors biopic and she, the wife was like, we woke up, we listened to the doors. He was pretending to be Jim Morrison. We went to bed listening to the doors. Like it was just, he wore those full pants. Fl- he wore the same leather pants the entire time. Yeah. And he said that it, it made his wife like it's, she hated it. Yeah. yeah. It was gross. But like, who knew he was so dedicated? Like I yeah. love his movies. Like we always watch Val Kilmer movies because Josh really loves Val Kilmer movies, yeah, especially. Um, there's so many good ones, but like when you just watch this documentary, like just a good documentary about acting in general, just like an actor through the years. Cool. Yeah, it was the the chronological yeah. order of it, the rise and fall of it all. It was it's very well done. It's I really was, good. Highly entertaining and just really cool to see. And it's also like from sad. backstage of mm-hmm. them making so many different things mm-hmm. and him just being just like a weird documenter of those things. He is a weirdo. Like he's yeah. a kind of a loner in a way. Yeah. Like he's he's very like, I just want to do my own thing and do it well. And like yeah. he, it is nice that like so his son, like we said, narrated the whole thing because he can't talk. And they are best friends. And he's a good fucking dad. And I love that. Like yeah. you can tell, he's a really good dad. Him and his him and his eighteen year old son are best friends. Yeah, they they did a really good thing together here, and uh, I hope he highly gets good, recommended. Good recognition. When I do too. Award season. Not that we watch any of that shit. But yeah, I don't really I care hope about that. that. He gets something I just, for it. It's so hope, good. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was that was definitely the top watch. And because that we have the only thing of yeah. substance we either one we of us both have, have watched not today. watched anything except I will say. <laughs> I did watch Shark Tank. Oh, I've gotten into Shark Tank yeah. as a TV show. Yeah. Guys, I want to go on Shark Tank really bad. First of all, they love me. Even if they don't invest in me, it would I would be making friendships yeah. nonetheless. Um, I haven't learned all their names yet, but there's like a panel of people. Have you ever seen Shark Tank? I have. I, I've seen a few. I don't remember who all they it's, are. It's and a little Mark Cuban's Mark Cuban, of course, is yeah. the classic. He's like the one that there's like a woman. There's like there's, a short haired woman. Yes, there's a short haired woman. I think her name's maybe Linda or Lisa. I don't know. There's yeah. a few, but they all kind of have like you know their own expertises that like they know about, and right. so that's fun to like learn the panels yeah. ex- like gotta, expertise, and then like judge the person who's presenting too. Oh, I love doing that. Um, and what I would do differently. And also just very fun to see the products. Like yeah. some of them, I was like, Josh will like this. Yeah. Stuff. I'm very, you like niche products. products. That's what I'm saying. You like niche products. And I was I like, know. this is a good show just to watch to buy stuff for yeah. Josh. 
Well, we're constantly coming up with products or, or fixes to yes. things, things modifiers. That, yeah, modifiers, you know, that would truly make something a, mm -hmm. a good invention. Mm -hmm. um, we are. We really are. Yeah. I mean, people people have been like shitting their pants about the way Monta uses her walker lately. <laughs> She won't use the canyon, but... Yeah, so the way she is using her walker... So, okay, guys, Manta... Oh, my God. Manta's, I don't even... Manta's having a hip replacement surgery in, in a matter week. of days. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I guess I maybe have forgotten to... I don't even know if we talked about that last... In the catch-up, that's so sad um, that I didn't talk yeah. about that. But anyway, so Manta has a walker right now, like, rolly, like a wheeled walker, if you will... And but she does not like to use it she in the traditional way. Like, she yeah. does not unfold it. It doesn't. She doesn't do the U shape. She just holds. So it she's got like cider. Yeah, and it's like a side rolly double K. It's like a limousine cane, if yeah. you will, on wheels. Something. Yeah. And people comment on this everywhere she goes. People are like, oh. Oh, oh, can you use it that way? And she's like, yeah, it's way easier. Like, she loves yeah. it. She's like the inventor of the rolly cane. Yeah. Um, and she also got, uh, she had to get a cane for the first time, like an actual cane for a wedding she was going to. And she said it was terrible. Like, her rolly method works so much better. So much better. That she was like, I don't know why people don't do this. Yeah. Well, and then we were joking. That's how Shark Tank came up yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So we were joking about her putting, like, a bag hook and, yeah, a, and, cup a, holder. and a cup holder on there. <laughs> Just a Monty personalized, bedazzled at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Colors, yeah. patterns, and so we were just thinking that like, and also the Shark Tank people would just love Manta. I mean, she's very entertaining. Yeah. Um, if anything, she would go viral for yes. many different reasons. For so. talking about somebody else's invention, like she would, she would just be <laughs> yeah. asking them questions about the thing that they refused to buy. Oh my God, Mark, where'd you go to high school, Mark? Yeah, <laughs> Mark, I might know. I might know someone. So you need to tell me where, I, where you went to high school. That's Manta on Shark Tank. Yeah. I just so. need just Manta on Shark Tank would be hilarious. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was the last thing there. Shark Tank was. Yeah, that was that was kind that of was, why it was on my mind to even watch, is right. because we were like Manta needs we had to go an idea on Shark. Too. We all had ideas. We I did. just can't remember like, them. Was, we were rattling them off all day. Mine was like a pool thing. Mine was like a pool accessory. Oh, it was the convertible oh, it, shading I, yes. for the float. So when you have a float, like we have this float at the pool that's really nice because both of us can lay in it at the same time and it's comfortable. Catalina Water <laughs> it's, we, we We jokingly call it the Catalina Wine Mixer, of course. Yeah. But it is so comfortable. And I was like, you know what I need? Because I like shade. What I need is there to be a little, a little convertible top that I can put over myself to. If what if just I don't want to shave? shave? Your face. Yeah, just to shave my head. Yeah. But anyway, we all we all could go on Shark Tank. Yeah, um, all of us could go together and just present our each ideas. Yeah. <laughs> but now is the time. Let's get right into Screen Three. Going deep. Because Screen Three just starts. Yeah. Let me tell you, Cotton Weary. In the car, on the cell phone, driving fast at night in LA. That's yeah. the setting. It's it's good. It's good. It's good to see Cotton, a familiar face. It is. He's very tan. I feel like he's wearing like a, a white white suit. suit. Yeah, or at least a jacket and t-shirt. He's very Miami Vice. It, he is he's very Miami, Miami Vice. Yeah, he's trying. He's got trying some shoulders on the suit. Yes, um, but it starts right away. Yeah, and you know through seeing a billboard we know and his banter mm -hmm. he's being like interviewed by somebody 
on a, it's not radio a business show call at the radio or, show like he's doing a talk show every day mm -hmm. this person so he's got his own talk show now yeah. and it's called 100% cotton which is genius i love it 100% cotton is such a perfect little mari-esque show you know there's drama there's interviews he's the host and this is all cotton ever wanted like we get to see that cotton's dreams came true they all came true and honestly i don't i don't love cotton no but i love the idea of a talk show host yes that went to jail yes. for an entire year falsely for the, accused for a murder he didn't commit then kills a person who was committing the murders that he basically the was the mother around. of the guy who framed him for the other murder. It was I just, would watch any content this person that, put out. That scenario in real life, I would I would watch that show. And I think I it was realistic show. that he it, he a person like that would have a talk show. So I thought person that was like so that, funny that they gave him the one hundred percent cotton. He's got the it billboard. So bad, and man. he's also like a man about town. Like he's in LA. He's oh. like quote unquote rich and famous. Right. And so he's got a girlfriend. Yep. Who back home in his apartment that's being murdered. Oh, but wait, we need to talk about the new technology of this movie. They give it to you right away. Yeah, so it's on that call. It is on that call. The call was a fake call. Oh yeah, we need to reveal it was a call killer. from Ghostface. <laughs> yeah, it's a call from the killer. It was actually obviously. Ghostface. Because all that the first call's always him. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's uh it's a voice box stealer. Actually, we don't know that yet. Right, but we don't know how that's working yet. I feel like it's like partially revealed. Well, I'm just saying the new technology is that there's a voice changing aspect. Right. Like that you can is steal people's yes. entire voice. Yes. And you can be someone else on the phone and then it's revealed it's ghost. But you know, like that, that's what I'm saying. That's the, that's the new technology they're throwing at us in screen yeah. three. So we went all the way from very pedestrian caller ID being the technology last time. Yes. Up into this voice box stealer is be what I'm calling because it. It's the 2000s now. Yeah. It's 2000. Yeah, but that's not a real thing. Like, no! That, that technology doesn't exist. Like I wrote that down. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. That's not, that a, thing. not a thing. And also, it never that's like caught on. That wasn't ever a period of time where people were stealing other people's voices and pretending to be someone else and then yeah. killing people. That never even happened. Yeah, it was, it so was that was kind of a far-fetched thing they were just trying. Very aggressive piece of technology that, that a lot of the movie's plot points and like momentum come from that voice box it so, does that's like, that's fueling the whole movie basically is how what is done could not have been done without are you that, listening but. to the killer or yeah. the real person yeah that was a big huge part of the movie i so. do think we need to i i forgot to say this is in 2000 so this is three years after the of the second movie um and it is directed by yes it's directed by wes craven again but it is not written by our boy kevin williamson now this yep. is the only this is the first one so far it's that not, has not been not. and do you think that you can you sense that well yes 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 and, and no. no yes, yes and, and no. no yeah i would agree yes and no i i wouldn't uh, say that it's like because it was based the guy who wrote it his name is Aaron. It's something weird. His name is Aaron spelled E-H-R-E-N, which kills me to my core. No, no. Aaron Kruger. Um, he was brought in to write Scream 3, even though it was based off of like screen, screen 
screenplays and outlines of Kevin Williamson. Right. They something existed and he went from there. Um, there's a lot less teen angst, if mm-hmm. you will. Because it's not in Woodsboro anymore. Well it's yeah, you know, we're we're dropped in Hollywood hard. We are, and I actually found out on um, Wikipedia, which by the way, we need to lay down the law that like my Wikipedia is Josh's IMDb. Like when Josh looks up facts about movies, it's on IMDb. And when I look up facts about movies, it's on Wikipedia. Yeah. So we have two different sources here. Well, and that's <laughs> generally when I'm looking up a person too, I only want to know what they were in. Mm-hmm. Gray cares more about where facts. they came from, mm-hmm. where they went to high school, if you will. <laughs> She's more of a manta about that. She wants she wants the deep roots and I just <laughs> want to remember everything they ever did that I ever saw. But so. that's why we work together because yeah, exactly. we need both of those well, because information. Because we, we cover all the bases. But I found out that um, the reason why Scream 3 is like, I mean, there's no, it's not in Woodsboro. There's no high school scene. There's no school at all. And in the Scream 1 and 2, there's a high school and a college. It's because the Columbine shootings that just happened and the studio said, you are not allowed to have any violent scenes that are dealing anywhere near a school. So I mean, that's interesting that that's the reason why we're in Hollywood. Yeah. No, no student killers. Yeah. Of any kind. Yeah. We couldn't have any like, st- Oh, mm-hmm. Oh my God. Because the I read, I read a fact that in 2009, in 2009, Matthew Lillard did an interview and he said that originally he was supposed to be the main killer in screen three and reprise his role as Stu but they said no because you were involved in the woods where you were a student. You were involved, and they said no. They killed it. So Ring there up. were a lot of rewrites because of Columbine for Scream Three. Wait, we haven't even said what we call it. Oh, oh my God! Was well, Creed? Colin. Scream Three. Yeah. This movie is riddled with Creed. Yes, we're saying Creed, Creed the band. The band. Yeah. Well, because we we didn't even really finish the thought of the fact that. Cotton dies immediately. So him, sorry, him guys. And his girlfriend die immediately in the beginning of the movie, yes. which is great. And uh, But when you show up to his house, one of the major distractions by Ghostface is blasting the radio on, and the radio is on Creed. Creed. And, and, and you, you know it. First song. Yeah, first I mean, yeah, song, You don't know the Creed song. No, you, you know, know it's, Creed. it's Creed. You know it's yes. like, you hear You hear it. Yes. You hear Scott's, is it Stapp? I, I got nothing. It's that. Scott Stapp. Yeah. Um, Sydney will love the Creed content because me and Sydney heavily send each other any Creed TikTok that pops up on our feed. So, (laughs) But not only is the first song you hear played by Ghostface a Creed song, Creed also wrote a song for the movie. I think we just watched the video. It's called like What If? Or like As If? What what, If? What If? It's some it's simple if. phrase, and it's so it terrible. It was what if. It was what if. It is called what if. So we looked it up because Dewey yeah. is in the fucking music video because it's supposed to be David Arquette's a lifelong play. dream of <laughs> being in a Creed video came true. David Arquette That's, asked Creed if he could be in the music video, and they said be, yes. When you want to be a professional wrestler. You want to be in a Creed video, I and I assume believe. that they wrote his his theme music for his wrestler character. I assume they're still involved in his I, life, I right? That they get they're along. still friends. Sure. Um, yeah. But guys, not only not only are there two. First of all, two Creed songs, one written for this movie. So I just want you to know that um, there is 
in okay so in this in this movie there's a recreation of the woodsboro house that all this happens in in scream one because stab three is taking place i i don't know like i guess y'all i mean it's kind of complicated to say it out loud but like the stab movies are making many sequels and now we're, we're on screen three and it's it's, it's a basically a recreation the of the first movie of the first yes stay with me somehow or but they needed a reproduction of sydney's room like there was a set production on this on stab three and in sydney's room there is a fucking creed poster like guys was creed like involved in the set design of screen three i don't know they were they were deeply they are so involved maybe maybe kruger knew them or something Something I don't know why, and also maybe just because in the year two thousand, like that was Pete Creed. Well, that was Pete Creed. In the same Creed. way that Kevin Williamson writes in the bad covers. Oh, he's like, oh, this this new guy that wrote wrote like, in all the Creed content, yep. so that he would get his Creed on. That is what it is. Because Kevin Williamson brings that, as we talked about last week, the bad covers. They're the terrible, covers. but it's almost like necessary and comforting to hear them. And there yes. aren't any in, in Screen 3 because it's not Kevin Williamson. It's not. It's so not. the Creed takes the place, but it is everywhere. It's littered with Creed. Yeah, That's why we call it Creed colon Screen 3. Because it's it's the foremost front character. Yes, they, they are. <laughs> and we did just watch the music video right before we started. It's it was so bad. So bad. So bad. So bad. <laughs> but I just, we had to talk about Creed. I mean, we had to. Yeah. What else do we need to talk about? Oh, we need to talk about how this is the movie where you are 100% solidified that they regretted killing Randy because they bring him back. In a, in a video will and testament. Will? Like, yeah, I guess to explain the rules of a well, his, trilogy. Well, his sister comes back um, who is the, the, the friend, uh, Mia's friend and Princess Diaries. Can't remember her name. Sorry. Uh, you know, the big mouth actress. Like, she's got a lot of teeth. Um, she's like, oh, hey, oh, I just drove to Hollywood, uh, came to Hollywood from Woodsboro to give you rant my brother, my dead Brandy, my dead, my dead brother Randy's will video, where he explicitly tells us the rules of trilogies, which, God, makes you just miss randy so much because you're like yeah. that's what i'm missing here is the randy telling me about the trilogies yeah and just yeah just his whole vibe and you can tell that they're just they hate themselves for what they did they do they regret the it randy regret is, is so heavy is so heavy yeah, in the air the randy regret is but terrible. how could you not regret i mean like we and you know what we're gonna get to it but in scream four they try to make a certain character be like randy and it pisses me off to no end because there cannot be another randy no. okay you no. killed him no. the only <laughs> way that. i thought there could be another randy is because he looks so different now that he could come back as a different character See, that would be and fun I would, as that shit. would be fun and that would be like it needs to be like someone who's kind of like randy but they make him wear like a yeah, wig that yeah. he doesn't look like <laughs> yeah. randy at all and he's like yes. there's elements there's of him yeah, i really want him to be in like, screen five just yeah a new just a new character he it needs can, actually i'm demanding a, that he's cousin. in screen five a cousin i'd accept randy's cousin uh, to have randy back sydney has random family members come up out of nowhere it could be fucking sydney's yeah. relative half brother another half brother because sure. that that will come that'll come yeah. into play yeah. because there's a new player yeah. in screen three 
There's yeah, this movie well, director, yeah. Scott, played by Scott Foley, named mm -hmm. Roman. Yeah. And that's who is directing Stab 3. That's yeah. who's on set. So it's like a lot of on set. I like the on set vibe, though. It's fun. It's the almost meta. Good. What I hated was Sydney's having all these weird ghosty mom flash, like nightmare <laughs> Like things, I, I like, hated that like part. Dream she's, nightmare she's, visions. She's like, oh. It's very like sexual. Yeah, like she's doing these weird moans. They don't then, even talk about it ever. And then the person with the voice box even has her voice in the yes. box. Yes, somehow. So she's like calling Sydney too, but her dead mom, you know. So somehow, Ghostface has a voice changing ability that can make their voice sound like Sydney's dead mom's voice. Explain I, me that. I think where I'm going to go with that is that we find out that she was an actress. Yes. In Hollywood. Yes. I assume he stole it from the movie. Okay. Okay. Just you're right. From like playing the movie you're into right. the recorder. But that like, doesn't, it, again, that explain me that. Yet. That doesn't, we can't even <laughs> do that now. Like, so anyway, uh, so, that was pretty far fetched. Yeah. But. Another thing we need to, can we can we talk about how there's there's only one killer in this movie by the way, and yeah, this is I the mean, only. If you just go ahead and clear that up. Right I just now. want to say who it is. It's Roman. We just brought it up yeah. because he's revealed to not just be the director of Stab Three. Who is he? Sydney's half brother. He is throwaway baby. Half brother. Yeah, of of uh, Maureen. 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 <laughs> Horian Prescott. The movie uh, makes her seem like so bad for having sex with like three people. Yeah, They're I mean, like, well, that Maureen Prescott just having sex with this people. This is where we kind of learn where she was definitely abused. She went yes. to Hollywood. The Taking director, producer of. crowd was it's a very, I'm shocked. super passing her around. She gets pregnant. She gives up Roman. Yep. Then she Roman's the first baby, home, returns back home, has Sydney. So Sydney had married, no idea that Roman even existed. I mean, look, let a woman have sex. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I'm not, you know, I just, why are we slut shaming her? Because um, she was married and she shouldn't have done that. You yeah, know, I mean, that aspect, just, yes. She should have just let it let it flow but it's it's also interesting that they even had a character in this movie that was like roman's dad was like the head of the studio and he was basically playing a harvey weinstein character that was like it was like milton whatever yeah um he's the head of the studio rapey. he was basically a harvey weinstein-esque character and these yeah. i'm sorry guys we have not brought this up but every scream has been produced by the weinsteins uh, i hate it i hate are, it but yeah. they they are involved, and I fucking it hate it. I don't want to even bring that up. Producing a movie that was basically well, fun of that's what I'm how saying. Rapey they are. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they wrote, they knew that character. They didn't write it, but they knew that character was in the movie, and they yeah. like were letting it fly, even though it was basically a dig at yeah. the Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. So there, there's some. That's I don't know. That's another element yeah. to this. Um, I don't know. That's that that there's yes. The story gets real deep and complicated. He, he goes on to tell him that he like tricked Stu and Billy yes, into that's what I want to talk about her and murdering okay, her. Okay, so now in yeah. Scream Three, Sydney's <laughs> half brother is taking credit for basically every murder in, of every movie because he goes, right. "Well, I I went to what does he say? Um, he went to Woodsboro, shows he shows pictures of Billy." Pictures of his um, dad yeah, with Maureen yeah. to give him fuel to kill. How did he know that Billy was then going to kill Maureen and then try to kill Sydney? How would he? That wasn't guaranteed. 
So he's basically taking credit for every single murder that he's like, it's all been me, bitch. Yeah. It was me all along. It's crazy complicated there, but I don't know. That was fun. For one killer, I guess it needed to be more complex. Yeah. Because this is the only one that had one killer. There's no... I just hate that he's taking credit for, like, yeah, literally... Was... You couldn't force Billy to do that just from showing yeah. him pictures. But yeah. he's going, I knew Billy was going to do that. And he just... I don't know. Oh. We need to talk about how there's a Carrie Fisher cameo. And it's great. Oh, absolutely. That um, was great. Where she has... The, oh, and Parker the, Posey. Oh yeah, my well, God. That's, that's the other thing. I just Holy want to talk about. shit. Posey There's just a lot of good. Stole the movie. There are so many characters in this movie. So Emily many. Mortimer is in there. Emily Mortimer. I mean, Jenny McCarthy is Jenny in here. Jenny McCarthy is in there. Um, she was great. I mean, like, there's so. Because the, think about it. There is a whole cast of people playing. Sydney from Scream One right. and the Dewey cast, the and cast is essentially so doubled down. yes, there's two ca there's two ca characters. You know what I thought about, and this is another thing where they shit on. Was was Jenny McCarthy supposed to be Tatum? I think so. Is she? Because I thought they just <gasps> forgot Tatum altogether. Actually, because like, no one talks about Tatum ever. Mm, I actually want to. I want to see I, her who, name was something terrible. It was like it was so made up, such a made up name. So Jenny McCarthy as Sarah Darling. Yeah. <sighs> I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, okay. It gets complicated. So that's all fine. But Parker Posey steals as Gale, and they're both galing. To solve the crimes. And it is great. Parker Posey and, and Courtney Cox together, both playing Gail Weathers, is like, mm, chef's kiss. I, yes. I would watch a whole spinoff of just them. I love it so much. Um, and also, Parker Posey, as Gail, has now been hooking up with Dewey yeah, because geez. Gail and Dewey are haven't solidified that they're even a fucking thing yet. And I'm like, come on. Well, they had even they had gotten together after two. They had, but broken up. They had, uh, and so now and Gail is fumingly Jewish, jealous. Dewey's <laughs> just working on the picture as like a consultant. He's a consultant and on like the movie, directly close to Parker Posey to like give her information. About and Parker Posey like loves Dewey. Yeah. I'm just like, you're a famous and, actor. She would not be fucking a random small town deputy. Like, but, what are you even and saying? And then she also has Patrick Warburton, Warburton, what's his name? Big guy. It's, his, it's her bodyguard. Oh, her bodyguard. I, I really like him. Who is her Patrick bodyguard? Warburton, I think is pa name. Yeah, Patrick Warburton. Yeah, yeah, yeah Stephen. Um, yeah, she's got a, her own bodyguard. Hilarious. He's his, great. His interaction with Dewey and him shitting on Dewey. Yes. Like, their their whole dynamic is funny too. Um, but yeah. I mean, you I cannot you can't go wrong with Parker Posey. I'll watch anything with Parker Posey. Yes. What a delight that she was in there. I mean, yeah. we got on a weird perfect. stretch of accidentally watching. Things. We accidentally watched every fucking movie she was ever in. was in. But it know. was so fun. Yeah, that was like a pan. That was like a. Early it was pandemic. early pandemic. Like yeah. we're watching so much shit. And, yeah, and then we and, <laughs> and she's we on, in all of it. <laughs> within one week, it was almost a daily occurrence that we watched something with her. So, yeah, love her. Um, yeah, you know, everybody survives. That's yeah, important. Everybody survives. Patrick Dempsey, forgettable. We don't even really need to talk about Patrick him. Dempsey's in it, Time but cop, you just don't detective. even remember. Yeah. They they allude to it might be him at some point because yeah. he's so obsessed with Sydney, but yeah. 
He's he's literally thrown in to be a decoy, and yeah. but even though you know it's not you him, just really know it's not um, him. There is an iconic bad Gail look that we need to talk about. First of all, Gail has debuted baby bangs. Yes. Gail has cut those bangs right up to her forehead line, and she's like, "That's my look now, guys." And it's like more longer, straight. She got straight hair for the first time. And she is dressed in like a Ronald McDonald ketchup and mustard motherfucker. Let me tell yeah, you, the, the, she's got to tone it down. Suits with the, and the I'm worst. like, no wonder Dewey is fucking Parker Posey if you're showing up looking like Ronald McDonald. I'm sorry, but you got to improve the look scale. But also that was part of the comedy of the whole thing. It was. Where Parker Posey was wearing the old years. Yes. Yes. And the old hair and the It was like a Gale through the years yeah, moment. Just, yes. Yeah, and they're like bickering and fighting. Uh, but actually doing the most legwork of the entire movie to solve what they was, actually are. What's going on? What a good point. The two Every Gales time. basically solved the whole fucking Every thing. Time. With the help of Gary Fisher, who that that whole exchange is hilarious too because they're like are you that uh and she's like no yeah so carrie fisher plays like she like is like the (laughs) the attendant at the evidence locker you know (laughs) yeah yeah not evidence locker but yeah yeah she 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 holds the key to all the files if you will of the movie of the studio and there's like she obviously looks like carrie fisher so they go oh are you? And she goes, nope, no. just look just like her or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, and it's so hilarious. And they're like, are you sure? And she's like, you want me to tell you who you look like? <laughs> and I love that line. She that's is hilarious. just, uh, I, she's my girl. I love Carrie yeah. Fisher. I she, love Carrie she Fisher. She was great. What an unexpected little cameo. <clears throat> yeah, I tried to, I, I don't know. I didn't go look, but I assume that she has some weird ties with, ties with Wes Craven. I mean, they're like, I actually think I skimmed that it was like a Weinstein thing, which really upsets oh, me. Really upsets me. But I didn't. I didn't really like. I but, kind of glossed over that because I don't like. Yeah. To, I don't want to give them any airtime. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So Sydney, Dewey, uh, and Gail, and Gail all survive, all survive, and they're going on to the next yeah. movie. Yeah. Wait, but so, how does the end? I guess we should talk about the very end. I mean, it's re- it's just the reveal that Roman is the killer and that they're half brother and sister. And, and then she kills. Him. Well, they are both wearing. They are both wearing bulletproof vests, oh, yeah, and it was, was it was both revealed that they didn't die because they go. They well, both. I guess we think alike because we're half brother and sister. And I'm like, oh god. Yeah. And then Dewey shoots him like six in the times head. in the chest, and in and the everyone's head. like, hey, why don't you shoot him in the head? Yeah. You Finally, dumb, you, you dumb, dumb bitch, dumb. before I stab you in the back again, Dewey. Yeah, I mean, I am a little disappointed Dewey was not hurt. I think it would have been so funny if they had, had gotten Stu- Dewey to be stabbed in the back again. Yeah, I think it would have been movie, so funny. Same spot, same <laughs> scar tissue. It would have just been so well, funny. It was also like, he, they must have known that they were going to do another movie, and he was like... Uh, I don't want to have to limp in the next yeah. few minutes. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, like hey, still, if there's another he's one. He's still kind of doing his limpy thing. It's it is not, less exaggerated. It's not as exaggerated as two, well, which is weird because he's stabbed again and two. I think there was probably some some feedback that it was borderline offensive, yeah, maybe, because it was know. like too much. It was like Dewey, like. Or just unrealistic. Yeah, just way. too, it's, it was know. too much. Um, I do something I want to say just about like the backgrounds, you know, I love info is that like we said, this was not written by um, Kevin Williamson, but Kevin Williamson stated that in his version of this script, because at one point he did have a version of this, he had a version of all these movies. If he did, even if he didn't write it, he said that there was still going to be multiple killers 
with an S. This is the only movie that there wasn't. And that it would have been like a bunch of kids that were in a fan club of Ghostface, which is going to lead us right into four because right. that's, that's literally the plot of four. So he basically had already written that movie. Yeah. With just a few tweaks to that, he's got four. Which is interesting. Like, I think that's, I like that he didn't let that idea die because he knew that that would have realistic. He was like, Kevin Williamson thinks about it in a realistic way. He's like, well, really, kids would be a fan of it and they would start doing that. And so that's going to lead us, we're going to take a little break and then that's going to lead us right into talking about Scream 4, which was 10 years later. Okay, 11, 11 years later. (laughs) All right, we will be right back. Okay, we're now getting right into Scream 4, which, like I just mentioned before the break, was a cool 11 years after Scream 3 because Scream was supposed to be a trilogy, hard and, like, hard stop after 3. But 11 years later, they got the go-ahead, and guess who's back, baby? It's Wes Craven and it's Kevin Williamson. Let's fucking go back to the original. Um, It's got an interesting, fun little intro, I would say. I like the intro to this one because it's making fun of itself. It's meta. It's it's 2011 to a T. It's right. It's bringing back. It's it's the vibe they started with. It is. And it's like very aware of itself. And just, yes. And it's bringing you, it's roping you back in. It's getting you excited again. Because it has been a tight decade and a Right, a little later, they yeah. they do they want to touch on like the first three and how it's been eleven years. Like right. so, basically, it's it's like two girls in the beginning, and it's always a pair of two girls. Um, I think the is the first one Anna Paquin and Kristen Bell. No, I think the second one is the second one is the second one is. So it's like it's making fun of oh, how it's far Shanae this... Grimes oh, and Lucy Hale yeah. get killed. Yes, um, which is like a a faux opening to scream to the scream six. that the other two girls are watching. So it's right. like they keep wa- we like, watch people die and really that's the intro to the last stab movie. And then that they're, yeah. you know, it's this whole meta thing. And they're watching it in the next movie. And yeah, so. But it's fun. It's very fun. And they also like, since it's 2011, it's like this girl is like, has like a fucking flip phone that like slides open to the side. And she's like, I'm messaging with the, uh, with a stalker. Yeah. And she's Text, just openly texting. communicating. Texting was becoming much more yeah. of a, like that. That texting is the real. Texting is the, texting yeah. and social and sending, media. Yeah, sending pictures over the phone mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. become a, just a regular thing. So they have to establish all that, which they do pretty much in the first few months. Yeah, that's, so like how we always talk about like, what's the new technology? They always force some new technology in the beginning. And this is now phone oh, and, culture. And body cams. Like, oh, uh, the like guy the, filming. The GoPro, yeah, I'm going to bring that GoPros. up. I'm going to bring that up because yeah. no one want to watch that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, so So they wanted to really, which actually makes me wonder what five's technology is going to be because four was social media heavy. Like, that was the point of four was to be like, killers are going to put it on social media. And it's like, what is five's technology going to be? I don't know. We're going to discuss what we want and what we think is going to happen in five. Um, but that is something that I really cannot pinpoint. I'm like, is it going to be like TikTok or like an app or like? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I hope it's not. Yeah, I hope because that's the same as four. I, I hope that we're going to go back to like handwritten notes in five. <gasps> oh, like I know what you did last summer yeah, style of handwritten like, notes. Like, let's, okay. let's do it. Fucking 
And then Val can play Ghostface because they'll never need to speak. I love it. Give Val Kilmer <laughs> yeah. more roles. Get, I hope Val Kilmer is in Scream 5. Wow. Um, talk about how two girls from the school are murdered. Yes. In so the beginning. Yes. The, the... And that's what sets that that's the first murder. Cause there's always a first murder that sets right. like ghost fake is ghost faces back. And it's two girls that go to um, Woodsboro high school that, Oh, who else goes there? Sydney has a 17 year old cousin all of a sudden. And it's played by Emma Roberts. And yeah. that's her, the, that's the girl that goes to the school that the girls are murdered at. So mom's sister. Yeah. Ma Maureen had a fucking sister that, that we never, never knew about. Got talked about. So yeah, that bothers me because it's like, yeah. why are we bringing random family out of nowhere? Yeah. Especially when we're not, we were just talking about how dad did show up for a split second in three. But, but it's so... nowhere to be found in four when we're talking about this whole other side of the family. I don't even think that they mention him out of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, usually they'll be like, they'll Dad. make one, yeah, they'll make one comment. He's like, oh, he's out of town again I, or something. I feel like, like her aunt says one line about her dad, and that's mm -hmm. what, that's the gloss over of, like, yeah. that's, we're addressing him. We're addressing the dad, because the aunt says Maybe one thing. Maybe talk to him at all or something. Something's weird. Or he's mad at them. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I, so I will say that I do like that it's like return to high school. Like we're back in the roots of Woodsboro. Well, Sydney's back because she's Sydney's promoting back. her book. Sydney is now, she's pulled a gale and she's written a book. <laughs> Self-help book. And it's going really well. Um, Allison Brie is her assistant. She is great. Yeah, Allison Brie is her. No, it's her manager, yeah, right? Yeah, she's like her agent. Agent. Agent, agent if you um, She's her Ari. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. And... She she is fun because she's kind of like a, a, not like her usual characters to me. She's very just like yeah. She's a little colder and business like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but almost funny in a way. Yeah, she is kind of a comedic relief. She she really is. Um, but also it's just hilarious that so Sydney has this book and she's coming back to Woodsboro to do a book tour, which I'm just like, all right, I guess yeah, I get it because it takes place here. But Gail still living in Woodsboro with Dewey because we forgot to mention end of screen three, they got engaged. Yeah. Um, Gail is, has writer's block and is jealous as fuck that Sydney has written a book and right. she can, that's the whole strife of Gail. She's got nothing. Nothing She's is got ever nothing. happening in Woodsboro. Woodsboro is she boring. Is okay. Uh, hey, Gail. Why did you stay in Woodsboro well, so that Dewey could be sheriff when you are an investigative journalist that could have just moved to LA? Why did you stay? So it's Dewey's dream to be. I mean, I guess it's nice that she stayed for Dewey's dream, but like realistically, they would have moved for her career, not Dewey's. Right. Well, also, you know, I Dewey's just want not Gail to good. flourish. <laughs> Dewey's not good at his job. Dewey is terrible at his job. Dewey's and we're going to bring up, you know why? You know why we know he's terrible at his job? Because every cop, he, Dewey is now deputy, uh, deputy now. He's just, no, he's now sheriff. He is sheriff. He is, he is sheriff. sheriff of the town. Yeah. And every cop below him is the worst cop ever and just dies and does nothing and just gets killed. Because Dewey is the one training them. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but everyone's just going to get stabbed in the back if Dewey is the one training everybody. It's true. Or uh, in this case, I think it was in the face. Because Anthony Anderson got stabbed in the head. Literal forehead. Got stabbed in the, in the straight forehead. forehead and yeah. then but, Adam Brody but, was shot. I think, Or was he stabbed? No, I think he slit his throat. Yeah, he I slit his throat in the car. His, but they deserved it. Like, 
people are dying left and right, and they're literally supposed to be on post outside of these people's houses. I say that and this is the one movie where I'm like, where this could have been easily it could stopped. Have easily been and stopped. Dewey is just so bad at his job that that's why this is even taking place because it's revealed that the killer, I think we should just go ahead and say who the killer is because it, it proves that Dewey could not even catch teen children. It was two teens from the school. Well, yeah. It was her cousin, Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. Tiny, yeah. 90, 90, 90 pounds, pounds wet. Yeah. Uh, like and then, scraggly rat, and then the rat smallest Culkin brother of all. Yeah, the, the smallest Culkin who's scary. Just a, a frail little boy. He's so frail. Yeah. So that's who Looks in the end, his whole life. like I said, it would come back that Kevin Williamson said, if I had written Scream 3, the, you know, the people who, the killers would have been a fan club of the original, like Ghostface. And that's essentially who Rory Culkin was in the movie that he was a film geek and he was obsessed with the stab movies and he loved, he asked Sydney to come and talk at his film class. And you know, oh, yeah, he, he's a nerd in cinema club, or cinema something. club, Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, they by the way, him and his, him and his friend. best friend are just like a nerd. They're nerds at the school and they run a cinema club. And one of them is live streaming from his glasses cinema club hey i hate to break it to you charlie but the only person or people that want to see that are sitting in the room with you right now okay there's no also, one at home watching that oh my god it was only yeah. because sydney was there yeah um but it was revealed that it was two teen children and dewey could not catch two teen children creating murders around their town which literally yeah dewey quit your job I mean, I did like, I, I did want and like to see most of those people die. It was I, fun. I did, it was fun. It was fun. It was there enjoyable. was good kills. The kills were it was, good. Yeah, I think that the kills um, were good in this movie. They were it fun. Was almost, it was almost, it was laughable about the police yeah. trying to prevent them, but not. But I, I kind of think it was a dig at police, which I'm kind of here for. <laughs> you know? Deputy Dewey. Yeah. They can't ever, you know, fulfill their thing, except for the one girl. Who is his oh, deputy? Uh, who's obsessed with her? Um, God, her well, name Judy. I think her name's yeah. Judy. Um, she, uh, it's played by Marley Shelton, um, which definitely an actress you guys would definitely know. Um, but yeah, her name is Judy Hicks in the in the film, and she's coming back in five. By the way, it's confirmed she's coming back. That's great. Um, she's the, like she's basically the the Dewey of Scream One and Two, and she's obsessed she's with Dewey. She's the deputy to his sheriff. Now. And Gail, also, she's also jealous of. Gail because she loves Dewey. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a fun little and their tension. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. That's fun. I don't remember Wait, what she said. The lemon bars. Because lemon your lemon bars, bars taste like ass. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Because yeah, because Marley Shelton is like bringing, bringing snacks. Oh what the I would be pissed too. Yeah. I would I would gale it up and just be like, fuck you, cunt. I'm yeah. I'm Gail Weathers. Yeah. Who are you? Um and basically she does. Oh, but yeah, she kind of helps save the day at the end. Also, gets shot like yes, she gets hurt like Dewey gets hurt. She Usually, does. Dewey does get smashed in the face with, with a, a bedpan, with a bedpan, which I do love <laughs> by that. a child by by Emma Roberts and knocks him out Surprise, like Dewey. Bitches. Maybe being a sheriff yeah. is just not for you. Not for you, bro. Um, but wait, we need to talk about how a pixie cut Hayden Panettiere named Kirby. They're trying to make her the new Randy. Yeah. And it pisses me off because, was, so first of all, her name is Kirby. Like, no, it doesn't work for her. It's not the vibe of her. Kirby. We, we have a friend Kirby. named Kirby. That's enough. No She's the only one. Yeah. And also the hair is just so too short. 
It's too short. Too short. She's too orange. And she's also very mean and aggressive the whole time. She's very like, I know more about you. I know more about horror movies than anybody. Yeah, and I'm just like, why are to... you not just being cool? Like, I just don't get the vibe. And I'm like, Randy was not like this, okay? He knew everything, but he was also like friends with everybody. Orange. She's like a cunty bitch. Yeah, she... They, they did that wrong. They cast that wrong. They did. They cast it wrong. That's why I'm pissed. If they had cast someone that was going to be like the new female Randy, they could have done that. They could have done that. But they did not do but it right. They, they fucked it up. I'm just having issues with Randy the whole time. They just shouldn't have killed him. Yeah. They just shouldn't have killed Randy. <sighs> Bummer. But oh. either way, Scream 4, pretty fun. Scream 4 is fun. Um, I, I Some, some behind-the-scenes facts I want to say is that in, this is the first movie that there is a CGI knife. There's There usually is a retractable knife. This is the first one that they were like, we're just using CGI knife. What? Why would they do that? I think that's really There's weird. I think that's very weird. Yeah, maybe that's the new technology. Maybe there'll be some weird ghost knife that, that'll be the murder weapon in the film. A, a ghost like knife. Like that gave him the idea. For, maybe. Yeah. Um, and also the end, the end of this movie is like, it almost seems like it's going to end. And then there's this additional scene at the hospital. And that was a rewrite. That was not even supposed to happen. That whole scene at the hospital is when like, we actually kill her cousin played by Emma Roberts to solidify that she is not coming back. Right. They wanted to end it. Like originally it was supposed to be open-ended that, Oh, maybe who knows who lived? Did Sydney live? Did Did Kirby live? live? Did Emma Roberts live? Sydney lived and she knows in the end. That yes, she that the Emma Roberts was the killer, but then does she have amnesia because of her injuries? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she shoots her and stabs her. And so there was a hard rewrite to just just end that to just be like yeah. we are not bringing Emma Roberts back. She died in the hospital, and now the now who's moving on? It's Dewey, it's Gail, it's Sydney, and it's actually and the, the deputy, deputy. Mar- yeah. um, Judy. She's coming back too. Yeah. Those are the people confirmed because we're going to talk her about what we want for Scream 5. We didn't care about her. No, I don't even yeah. know who that was. I wasn't attached to it at all. Yeah. But um, we need to talk about Scream 5, which, okay, I found out something disturbing, which I told Josh immediately upon him entering my house, is that I did hear something, meaning I read it on the internet, Wikipedia. Kevin Williamson claims, which, by the way... Wes Craven is dead. Sorry, he died in 2015. Yeah. Super sad about that. He is not directing this movie. But who is? The two people who directed this movie called Ready or Not, which if, if you have not seen it, it's so good. That is fun. Guys, they made a beautifully shot and awesome horror movie. Called Ready or Not, which we Ready watched like not. on a whim and we were like, whoa, we love this movie. Yeah. Um, so like, what are their names? And they've got like crazy so names. Matt Bedanini open? I, I can't. I can't. And then mm-hmm. Tyler Gillett. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's who's coming in to direct, which actually, if it's not going to be Wes Craven because he's dead, I think that's a really good fit. Like, I'm excited. Yep. Um, but what? Kevin Williamson is not writing this movie. No. Which, okay. I'm not, I'm not writing it off. Like, I'm not saying that it's going to be bad because I, I'm actually pretty excited to see how this movie is going to go. Three was a lot of fun. Three was like. fun. It might be fun. I do. I, I'm going to say something, though. I, I'm There better be more than one killer. I'm sorry. That's part of the scream thing for me. Like, three is the only one that can exist. There was only one because yeah, it, f- it has to be two. I feel like if he has. All right. And they're, they're going back to school. So there's just so many characters, I feel like, that they're all. It's gonna have to be at least two. I'm thinking You're right. it's finally he's gonna get his dream where it's, like, it's like four. five. Yeah, it's like four or five people. 
So maybe, maybe I'm that, excited to see that. that but could be a thing. I think my first thought that I got away, away from was that he revealed that it's not called Scream Five. It's, it's called Scream, scream. and I. I'm it, it not liking even, that. I don't accept it. it I'm rejecting it. It doesn't make any if you sense. Can't Google it properly, like, and it's not a remake. There's no way they're making a remake. This is not a remake. This is not supposed this, to be a remake. But why would you name it Scream? That doesn't make any sense, and it's, it's a, really making me mad. Know. And I'm rejecting it. Yeah. Um, well, and then some of the one of the writers was on board with Ready or Not, I believe, too. And then the one of the other writers wrote something else that was good. Like those two guys have worked. Oh, one of the writers has written Zodiac. Zodiac, that's what it was. So I'm like, hell he yeah. Some, he wrote some random action movie stuff. Like he's worked on yes. some Marvel things. He did some Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, um, early but, early day he but, wrote the screenplay for Zodiac. Yes, which is like one of the best fucking movies. Serial killer oh movies. my God, we love so, that movie. Between the you know, new age guy doing Ready or Not and him writing out something that good. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm like, I have, have high hopes. I, I have, have hope next I have high five. hopes. That's I think that, like, I almost think this could be, like, this could be one of the best movies. If they do this right, this could be one of the best movies in the whole franchise. It could be, it could be great. It like, could be... The cinematography of Ready or Not has me, like, excited for Scream 5. Yes. And, I mean... Not to not to really shit on any of them because no, it's, we never skip one when we do a rewatch. Like no, we like all of yeah, them. And I like, was telling Josh them. that's part of why the Scream franchise is different than other franchises is because they don't. First of all, same cast in every single one, same director as much as they could. Yeah. They tried to keep everything the same, and they also never got too far fetched with like this person's coming back from the dead. They, they yes. kept it pretty realistic in a way that other franchises did not do at all. Yes. Yeah. They, they've done well. I appreciate it. That's why I have high hopes. I love it. And then, and that's supposed to be January, 2022. Who knows if that's actually going to be January, but that's what the internet says. Sorry. Oh, uh, and we already know what music is going to be in it. Yeah. Cause something um, happened the other day. Yeah. It's based, based <laughs> on all the butt rock. That has infiltrated yes, this just franchise. Really filthied up the end of almost every movie. So, uh, so basically, me and Josh were like on a walk, and we needed to stop and get some lunch. And we just like randomly walked into like, was it curbside? Yeah, we sat outside. We sat outside at curbside, and you know, we're the only people out there, and we're right by a stoplight. And this car pulls up, windows down blasting a straight all alone because this person doesn't have friends no by himself by and it was himself. a man it was a white male and blasting a butt rock cover of listen to your heart you know the listen to your heart when he's coming for you. that song yes. from the 80s but by like a butt rock like listen to your heart i mean yes. guys it, we looked at each other and josh was like well this is going to be in scream five yeah i'm mean, at scream five <laughs> Credit song in this play. Yeah, you were like, yeah. no, I think he turned to me and he said, Are we living in Scream? And I was yeah. like, Oh my God. Yeah. It was the the timing, like it, it was hilarious. And I will and it was like it was by a band called like Through the Fire. And then we looked up the YouTube video and the comment section was hilarious. Like it was hilariously supportive oh, of how much people uh -oh. Loved it. We thought it was going to be like a shit, like let's shit on this cover. And it was like, yeah. best cover I've ever heard. Doing a great job. Yeah. Through Fire really pulled it out. And I was just like, uh, 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 I, uh, 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 I'm dying. I don't understand. And then I think through that, 
we found a comment that reminded us of a terrible butt rock cover of Zombie by the Cranberries by some unknown butt rock band called yeah. like the Bad Wolf. The Wolf Tooth or something. <laughs> like that. Yeah. And so those something two songs are no doubt, we're summoning those. They're yeah. going to be... They're going to be on screen five soundtrack. Like, yeah. Just based on this ready or not guys had to have noticed some of the things that we've noticed over the years and they have got to make some plays at Kevin Williamson. I think that they are probably, if you will, Randy's and as in me and you, I think that they are just as much picking up on oh, Easter eggs. Yeah. Do you think they're not doing a whole, they're like, Hey, let's watch the screen yeah. franchises. We're doing the fifth one. They're having a whole movie I marathon like between honoring and just taking some lighthearted yes. shots at it, yes. which is the whole vibe of the entire movie. The and whole movie is the, meta. It's yeah, supposed to be. And it's shots at horror. It's shots you know, it's all those things. So I, I'm, I've got high hopes. Yes, and I said, I wrote down, I want references, we, callbacks, and Easter eggs. Like, that's what I want. Uh, it'll, it'll probably, you know, I assume we'll see another movie because the only movie we've seen in two years was Spiral. So good. The newest song. So, meaning we're going to go in theaters to see like this. We will it's going to be an event. Theater. It's going to be a date night. Yeah. Wait, I want to talk about specifically a couple things I want to happen in Screen uh, okay. 5. Okay. I want Sydney, for the first time ever, to have a fucking partner. I want her to have sex with somebody that's not Billy Loomis. The uh, only person in the yeah. entire franchise that Sydney's had sex with is Billy Loomis. Yeah. Give her like a cool girlfriend or like a cool new well, boyfriend or like. I, I do forget. She needs to fucking get laid. Dempsey, Dempsey was at her house at the end of the You're right. It was supposed to be implied that she really, fucked Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. He was so forgettable. Yeah, but he was also like obsessed with her. I, I would like for her to have a girlfriend. I'm just going to say that. I think she's I'm bisexual. I get a vibe. There's so she's a, bisexual. There's a safety in that. There is. Too, she doesn't or... trust men anymore. She's over men. No, the the very first person she had sex with was her mother. Killed her mom, and then tried to murderer. raped and murdered her mom, and then tried to rape and kill her. Yes. Um. Another thing I want to throw at you right now. I think you're gonna think it's weird coming from me. Do you think Dewey and Gale are still together? I do. I don't know. I think yeah. that they might be on the rocks in the beginning. I think there's some gonna be some kind of strife. Yeah, and then, mean, and then in the end, they're going to be like solidified. Yeah, or yeah, I mean, or maybe it's full blown. They're they are divorced. enemies. <gasps> he is he is definitely banging the deputy. <gasps> if that's the case, <gasps> she's fully moved. In. Okay, I'm just wondering what they're going to do with Dewey and Gale. I'm I'm okay with any of that because that's going to be hilarious. It's like, going to be fun. Gonna they're be, always the fun yeah, part of the whole absolutely. thing. Uh, um, and I I I hope. It's taking place in Woodsboro. I assume it's taking place in Woodsboro. If it's not, I'm going to be pretty upset. Yeah, I I think that that's I think we caught something about that. It was in Woodsboro. I think it because it's I think it's Sydney return. It says this is what it okay. There's like no information on this yeah. on Google. I'm not about to Reddit this because I think I'll find out stuff that I don't want to know. So it says what what it says right now is that. A girl returns to her, it's obviously Sydney, returns to her hometown to catch a killer. It's like obviously Sydney. Yeah. So I think it is gonna take place in Woodsboro. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good with all that. I I would you know, dad the dad could be involved. I feel like he's Daddy very did it. Scream five. Weird. Daddy didn't. Yeah. The credence. Um <laughs> I just feel like you know, he's damaged too, but they played it they played out the family angle. A lot already. They really did. Mm. I think it's that was over. Like we can't do that again in in yeah. Scream Five because that the four. Or, you know they do whatever they want. I I just 
the family seems to have been played out though. So we'll see. We'll see Nonetheless, I'm super excited. Like, cannot wait. So, I can't excited. believe it's so close. It's so near. It's going to come in like no time. Yep. So very excited about that. Wow. I mean, do we have any, do you have any final thoughts just like on the screen franchise as a whole? Like, wow. Oh my God. What a journey. So fun. So fun. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. Specifically, I'm, I'm happy with all of them. I'm glad they're still going. I'm yes. excited about the new one. I do want Kevin Williamson to pick up with something. I do too. That is darker. Like he's kind of toes this weird line between these like, teen angsty dramas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like weird series that are on television that can't get but so dark. This is one of the darkest things he's ever done. The first one seeming more darker than the rest because more real, we weren't more like, laughing at it yes. as like a more serious than social, any of the others. I mean, it was very much a social commentary. Wait, but you're not. right. Scream is obviously the the non. It's not supposed to be not, as funny or comical as the others. Right. It's it's got a less self aware kind of commentary vibe about it. So, but just honestly, a return to something like classic. that. Yeah, because, I mean, also, you know, I know what you did last summer. Great. Faculty. Great. Great. Yeah. Like, he, he I, really he, okay, so are you loves wanting the him, Are you wanting him to come out with, like, a movie, not Scream-related? You just mean you just want some content or, from or, Kevin Williamson. Or series that's very dark, you know? I'm, I don't know. I feel like... American yeah, he, Horror Story doesn't hit the spot for me wait, a lot of the time. Wait, that's what we need. We need Kevin Williamson's version of... Something like uh, that. American Horror Story. Wait, we didn't even talk about how in the middle of Scream, in between Scream 4 and Scream 5, there was a series released on MTV. Scream Queens. No, 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 no. That's separate. That was there's That's also, a Ryan Murphy thing. There's a, there it was just Scream. scream. Yes. And um, it's not good, so don't waste your time. Mm-hmm. It's unaffiliated with the whole series, and just don't waste your time. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but I would love if Kevin Williamson came out with like a, I want something a dark. series that was dark, but still in a lighthearted way in the way that scream is like, it's not too lighthearted. Yeah. It's not too. And also American horror story is not uh, lighthearted enough. They take right. it way too serious. And I'm like, this should be funny. Yeah. This is fucking it's camp. Too supernatural. It's campy. And they're not admitting it. I don't want any supernatural. I don't want any supernatural. I like the history element of it. Yes. Sometimes, I do like the like history that, element. That, that, well, anyway, wow. Yeah. That's it. That's no all journey. the screams. Please, guys, DM me. Which one is your favorite? Wait, that's the last question. Which one is your favorite? Which one's your favorite? Scream. Original. Scream. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Just classic. Could watch it every day of my life. Yeah. Wow. What a journey. Well, I wish I had some butt rock to play us off. Um, it would feel so appropriate as, a, as our credits. We should have played out with the new song. <laughs> the film, oh, my God. Well, I, mean, I can add it in post. Yeah, I can yeah. add it in post. So um, enjoy um, Listen to Your Heart yeah. by that band. That butt rock. That butt yeah. rock band. All right. All right. Well, I'm obsessed with y'all. And I'll see you next week. Bye.